listening to Living in Alignment podcast, the show that brings you deep and conscious conversations to live and grow in rhythm to your natural state. I'm your host, Rada Khalifi. When was the last time you felt in the zone or fully engaged doing something that challenged you or thrilled you? Can't remember? Then this episode is for you. The flow state is our natural state to feel happier and fulfilled. It is one of the ways to flourish in life. This isn't about going with the flow. It's about getting into flow, the flow state specifically. So in today's episode, our guest expert psychologist, Sarah Craig, gives us practical science-backed tips and insights for why flow is important, how to access the state of flow, and add more to our life. Sarah is a psychologist, published author who specializes in the psychology of happiness and flow. She has secured two international book deals for Find Your Flow and Choose Happy. Both her books break down the psychology of flow and happiness, giving practical evidence-based techniques anyone can apply to daily life. Thank you for being here. Grab your glass of water and I'll be right back with Sarah. Sarah, hi, welcome to the show. It's it's really such an honor to have you here on the show. Um, I'm really grateful for you, for your presence today, and because we're going to tap also into our favorite topic, the flow states, and how to find flow, and how to choose happy, which actually both are names, like two names of your two books. Um, so tell us a bit about you, where's your flow these days, and really anything you want to share with the audience. It's so lovely to be here. Well, I'll give a brief kind of introduction, um, and we'll do it in two ways. I'll do the surface level stuff first, which is kind of the career aspect. Um, so my name is Sarah Gregg. I'm a published author. I'm a psychologist. Um, And I started the Pod to Reinvent back in 2016. And it was really born out of a place of not being in flow and feeling a deep sense of unfulfillment. I was in a nine to five job, which was really my dream job. I was working as a business coach for a university and I loved it, but I didn't feel fulfilled. You know, life looked good on the outside, but didn't necessarily feel good on the inside. And I felt discontent and frustrated with life and really didn't know what to do about that, (laughs) like at all. You know, I'd spent my life just ticking life's boxes and doing what was expected of me and following the blueprint that others had told me. If you do this, this and this, then you will be happy and then you will have success. So 2016 brought a real turning point for me where I actually sold my house all my stuff, like everything, plates, saucepans, the works, um, quit my job and I'm left with a backpack, got on a plane with a dream of finding a way to work and travel and redefine and redesign life on my terms and really get in touch with what is my purpose, what elicits flow for me. How can I live life more on my terms than what actually makes me happy? 
And so 20, since kind of 2016, I founded the Party Reinvent. Um, I secured two book deals and um, with a publisher in New York. I published Find Your Flow in 2020 and Choose Happy is out this year in 2021. So it's been wow. the most incredible adventure. And, and I never thought any of this was possible. And I definitely attribute most of it, if not all of it, to the psychology of flow. Mm. What an inspiring journey, uh, really, Sarah. And uh, also, like, 2021 of, you know, find your happiness or, you know, like, choose happy in the middle of, you know, corona crisis and the pandemic. That's super, super inspiring. So which brings us to really what is this state of flow that, you know, like what does it mean? And now it seems everyone is getting into it. But uh, let's. uh, um, Yeah. Yeah. I think flow is definitely gaining in popularity. You know, back in 2016, whenever I first happened upon it, it wasn't really a phrase that was talked about. It was mainly spoken about by the likes of Stephen Kotler and kind of hailed as this you know, high performance, you know, elite athlete, superhuman state, which it is, but that's not really what flow is about in pure psychology terms. Flow is more about the absorption, the alignment, the achievement, and the ease. Mm. And in the psychology of flow, it's about accessing a state that's natural to us, where we're able to cultivate the sense of happiness and the state of achievement both at the same time. And I think really flow at the minute, the reason why it's gaining popularity is it provides the antidote to burnout that many of us are itching for, particularly females who are juggling a lot right now, who were juggling a lot before. (laughs) And then add in the mix of the pandemic and all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the family, you know, the, the work pressures, I think more and more women are waking up to the realization that there has to be a world beyond fine. And I think that world beyond fine begins with exploring what flow has to offer and teach us as a state that we can naturally access. Yeah, it's just, it's like there's an awakening now on that level, Mm -hmm. the shift and the paradigm of how we used to do things and how we really are doing and our being at the same time. So Sarah, like what are the typical signs? Uh, And I know that this is like, also it's an individual experience, right? It's not like something that everyone experienced the same. So what are the typical signs that someone is in that state of flow? Yeah, so like you said, flow is really unique to each of us. It's as unique as kind of our our fingerprints or our DNA. But what's really great about the psychology of flow is it can look at kind of the similarities in some of the collective experiences that we have. So typical characteristics of a flow state experience will be that you lose your sense of self. So the sense of self disappears. In other words, your self-consciousness just just drifts away. You're not worrying about, you know, what's for dinner tonight or, you know, um, what your manager may or may not have said to you or the follow-up that you have to do with the client. You're just completely absorbed in the task at hand. It's where action and awareness merge. So each moment flows into the next seamlessly. 
and you perform to the best of your ability because you're totally engaged in the task at hand. You know, studies in the flow have found that our productivity, for example, can increase by up to 500% when we access this state. It's because our attention is completely invested in the present moment, whilst also, and this is the lovely part of flow, it's in the present moment, but it's also building the desired anticipated outcome of the future that we desire. So really it's where the past, the present and the future all align and they all make sense. And when we exit this state of flow, we feel happier. So we feel happier and fulfilled. And studies have shown that when we're in this flow state, rather than exiting and feeling this sense of burnout and tiredness, flow actually gives us that injection of energy. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely relate to whatever you're saying, and I witness those moments on the floor. And it's kind of there's something as well. It's not just intellect for me, like mm-hmm. things that I know that there's some kind of channeling, something like uploading from certain. Mm-hmm. I don't know for the hyper rationals now doesn't make sense, but there's there's something there's a sense of creativity that comes to yes. you, right? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I mean, in flow, you're in harmony with yourself and with the world, and it's the optimal state of consciousness. You know, it changes our brain and the way our brain functions. And what's interesting is, you know, flow is a natural state. It was only discovered in the 1970s by a Hungarian psychologist called Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. So there is a lot about flow that we know, but there's also a lot about flow that we don't know in the same way that um, research has caught up with topics like mindfulness. You know, flow still has a lot to be researched in terms of what exactly it enables us to tap into within ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually requires probably we'll do another uh, maybe, you know, episode on on tapping on like, you know, discovering more going Mm -hmm. into into that state of flow. But I read something, uh, you know, one of your blogs recently that says the good news is that flow is 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 really um, possible. And the not so great news is flow requires focus and discipline to enter. So for, yeah. for, for people who think that, you know, flow is passive, and I know I'm using this word because I've heard it from people around me or from clients that flow is about doing nothing and waiting yeah. for things to happen. So could you tell us about those intentional uh, efforts and discipline so we can tap into that state of flow? Yeah, so flow definitely requires discipline and the discipline comes before the surrender. So it's not about going with the flow and just drifting through life. It's about deciding the direction and then moving with it and releasing the releasing the need to control the outcome. So in flow, it's all about intrinsic motivation, which in psychology basically means, you know, we're internally motivated to do that thing. We, we uh, perform that task. We set up the business. We write that book, you know, um, not because of the outcome that we think it will give us, not for the status, not for the accolades, not for the praise, but for its own sake. So in flow, you're always being intentional with where you're directing your life. 
to not do that is to drift. That's not being in the flow. You're just drifting. You're just got your hands up and you're just moving passively, you know, wherever the direction of the universe may or may take you. And if that works for you, amazing. That's great. You know, but in flow, it's really about being disciplined, being invested in the task at hand, performing it to their best of your current level of ability, and then surrendering to the outcome. Yeah, and and Sarah, like, what the, what is like some examples of um, like the barriers or what would be in the way for not being able to you know act, be mindful about the state of flow? Um, yeah, and, and go with the wind, like just with the flow. Like the, people say, like go with the flow, but yeah, go sometimes with the flow. it can mean like it's not the flow we're talking about. Like go on exactly. your pilot, right? Exactly, <laughs> that's different. Yeah, exactly. So I like to think of the two biggest barriers um, as distractions and dragons. So distractions will pull you out of flow. You know, flow is a total engagement in life. It requires your energy and intention to be invested. But we know in our fast-paced life that to focus on something for more than 15, 20 minutes requires a lot of effort. You know, even five minutes now, we're reaching for our phones, we're responding to the ping, we're getting up, we're moving around. So distractions is definitely the number one enemy for flow. You know, flow requires attention. And unfortunately, our attention has a budget. So we have a budget of attention that lasts a whole lifetime. Um, it's around 186 bits of information, out of which every thought, feeling, perception, and memory needs to come out of, out of. So that number, although it sounds really, really great, it defines the limit of human experience. Mm-hmm. And we live in a world now where there is an attention economy, where free apps you know, are really there hacking our attention. They're trying to figure out how do I keep you know, you on this platform for a little bit longer. So distractions are definitely um, a barrier for flow. The second one I call dragons, which are really kind of like your own internal dragons in your mind. You know, the parts of you that maybe don't feel safe and secure to fulfill your potential. So the lovely thing about flow is it's really when the invisible becomes visible. We see people in flow, you know, when we see people talk on stage or, you know, shoot that hoop in a basketball game or paint a masterpiece, it's like they become otherworldly, you know, their invisible soul in those moments becomes visible and it shines through so brightly and so kind of like uninterrupted. But that's vulnerable for the human for the human spirit to do. And often we're told to be anything but ourselves. So dragons are the part of you that tries to keep you safe. They normally take the form of fear, self-criticism, doubt, anxiety. And it's really trying to manage those dragons and make them feel safe so that they can step back just enough for you to enter that flow state. And then they'll kind of peacefully fall asleep in the background. Yeah. And because I, I love the image that you took us into. In my own language, uh, what I do is we call them the saboteurs, like the mental saboteurs. They yeah. hijack actually your stage, right? Or that possibility. Yes. I like the image that like you leave yourself and become yourself. So so I know you wrote a lot. I enjoy writing reading actually your blogs and you talk about like really giving, like taking this 
insights of what flow and making it like more of a tangible experience so people can have some uh, you know practice into stepping on how to live in flow so can you mm-hmm. guide us into these steps uh, to make that more of a daily practice yeah of course i think to answer that it's probably a really nice time just to touch on on unified flow, which is a concept that in psychology emerged much later in Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's work. He is kind of the godfather of flow. He discovered it in the 1970s, has researched it ever since. But not very many people talk about unified flow, but unified flow is really about where we live in a place of flow. So what he kind of observed in his work was you know, if the presenter or the chess player or the female business owner is able to elicit flow, but then just returns to the mundaneness of their everyday life, you know, they feel in flow and they feel alive when they give that presentation, but you close the door and then you go back to just meh, just mm-hmm. nothing. He was like, well, that's not really a good life, is it? You know, that flow goes beyond that. And so like performing, I love right? If, if yes. it's like performing or faking it on stage and then coming back, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, if you are, if, if you ski and you have, you enter this blissful flow state when you're going down the slope, but then you have a horrible marriage, you know, you hate your life and you're only ever happy on the slope, you know, that's not a good life. That's not really what flow or anything to do with positive psychology is about. And so what he did was he took the formula for flow because there is, although he presents some of this almost like a utopian world, um, his work is very much rooted in scientific exactness. So he took the formula for flow and then applied it to the whole of life. And this is a really simple thing that we can all do to access flow. So the formula is really simple. He says, if we have a large personally compelling goal, So something that means something to you, you know, whether that's a health goal, a business goal, a work goal, a personal goal, doesn't really matter. It's entirely up to you. From which smaller goals logically follow. So each day you take a small goal that is in alignment with that that big goal. You perform it to the best of your current level of ability. So you try your best, you know, hitting that flow sweet spot, not too hard, that it's going to move you up into anxiety and you're going to stretch yourself too far too soon and kind of get into that burnout zone. Not too easy that you drift into boredom, but rather just right. Then he says that every action, emotion and thought will move into alignment and that the past, the present and the future will all make sense and you'll have a life of meaning. So when we take kind of that work, we can really simply adapt that into our everyday life by thinking about how can I set what I call high flow priorities each day? How do I set a high flow priority that is a dedicated amount of time that I will take a small action towards what really matters most to me? Now, for some people, you know, that may look like one or two hours. For other people, that could be 15 minutes, you know, because that's all you have time for right now. Yeah. So it's all about finding your unique flow. You know, the, the concepts in flow, they are collective, but it's about cultivating and really feeling into what's right for you. But taking those small steps each day, edging yourself into alignment can help create this life of flow. 
Yeah, Sarah, and, and you mentioned something about, you know, identifying those high priority flow. Like, so is there like a certain formula? Can you give us more example of how? Yeah. Like, so in my book, Find Your Flow, um, it's a journal system for flow that's all based on proven positive psychology and designed to fit really easily into everyday life. And high flow priorities form part of that. There are priorities where you're really intentionally structuring flow into your day. You're making time for flow. So whether that is integrating more flow activities, like for me, you know, I love to write and I love to present and I love to create. So it's really important for me that those high flow priorities are part of my business and I don't let them go. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't kind of forget about them and then let other priorities take in. So this keeps me disciplined in my flow. So, so I said three. Yes. Yeah, so in other words, it's like finding those activities that activate yeah. that state of flow, like tra- make transition you into that state of flow. And exactly. it's different for everyone. Yeah. Exactly. So writing for you. Yes. So writing for me, you know, yoga, like whatever it is, you know, sometimes it's like having a glass of wine with my friends, you know, because yes. that's when I lose track of time. You know, it doesn't have to be these kind of punishing or grueling activities, high flow priorities are about doing what makes you feel alive. And I think that is specific to you and specific to your soul. So the more you can tap into that, that's when flow really becomes a scientific guide to revealing who you are, which I think is something that many high achievers struggle with, Mm -hmm. you know, because we I put myself in this category. I, I like someone just to tell me what to do because then I know the perimeters. Yes. I know <laughs> I, I know the expectations. I know yeah. that I can exceed those expectations and I can go. Yeah. The bit that I struggle with is yeah. asking myself, well, what do I want to do and what do I like to do? So high flow priorities are almost like a structured way for me to give myself permission each day to do the things that I love on an ongoing basis. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you put it together, especially for high achievers. And that's like, uh, you know, the community of high achievers here who like just need goals, right? Uh, Yeah. That's a a really very nice way of of putting this. Yeah. Any other examples? Like I was thinking about my own examples. For me, meditation is just like... And um, yeah, journaling gets me into that and moving my body in any form, like it just takes me into that. Like the day my body is tired even to move, I feel the difference. Like I know that I'm not going to my flow. Um, But the minute I get into that, it's amazing how you start accessing that state. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. And if you if you're listening to this and maybe you're thinking, I don't have a clue what elicits flow for me, then I would encourage you just to experiment with it. You know, if I look back at where I was in 2016, I remember going to this motivational seminar because I was feeling very lost. And this lady said, you know, write down three things that you love to do. Like, what do you love to do that brings you joy? And I watched this room full of people, like over a hundred people, you know, frantically scribble down these three things. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know because I have spent so a disproportionate amount of time 
pleasing other people you know doing like so overly empathetic I know what the other person wants you know so I can adapt and mold and twist myself into that that I've forgotten what I want so if you know what a list flows for you go for it give yourself permission to structure it in if you don't just experiment you know get curious try out different things you know scratch the things off that don't work for you and find the things that do such a great tip, actually. Just, you know, list it down and brainstorm and just come back to it and see what, what opens up for you. Yeah. Yeah. So out of that, people would, who are listening now will say, why flow, right? What is, what is mm. it going to give me? So I know we started with that at the beginning of the episode. So really, how does it, uh, the state of law impact and transform our life? Yeah. I think flow is incredibly transformational for us at an individual and societal level because what it does is it's a state that enables us to become wholly and fully who we are. It embraces our uniqueness. Not only that, it gets us totally absorbed in life. We actually live life fully whilst at the same time fulfilling our potential and making that impact on the world. Flow is a place where your life has meaning. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to ebb every now and again and you're not going to be hit with challenges. You know, I'm a very much a realist. You know, nothing can protect you from the problems in life. It just can't. But it can help you navigate it better. So I think flow really provides this space in between the extremes. You know, it provides this place where we can have happiness, fulfillment and success all at the same time. And up until now, we've been taught that these two worlds are polarized, that we have to have one in order to access the other. But actually, flow is that space in between that for those willing to tap in and have the courage to, you know, look into themselves and say, what elicits flow for me? And to trust building a life in flow, I think the rewards are infinite. Yeah. You like it's that state of marriage between like achievement and you know success and happiness, right? And yeah, you talk a lot about that in your two books, actually, and especially the last book, Choose Happy. So this is like I know we we try together to make this episode like within the limit time limit and uh, which I don't know if before we try to sign off here, is there anything you would like to add on the topic of like, or any other like tangible practice, daily practice that you can actually um, advise the listeners to? Yeah. Yeah. I think one, so flow has a formula, which is really lovely. Um, so and it's a three-part formula. So a clear goal, perform to an optimal level of challenge, to so the best of your current level of, of ability. And then the final bit is immediate feedback. In other words, what does progress look, feel, and sound like? So during the episode, we talked about um, dragons and distractions, mm-hmm. you know, and that these were the biggest barriers. So a really great way to help you kind of guard yourself against those dragons and distractions is by scripting your day. So this is part of the journal system for flow. So before your day starts, 
write down what you will see, hear, and feel as your day unfolds. Now, this is very different from uh, manifesting your ideal day or, you know, writing something down that's almost kind of fantasful. Like, you know, I walk into the coffee shop and there is the TV producer that's going to sign me up and we have a coffee. You know, it's, it's not about that. Immediate feedback is about really training your attention. So your attention shifts every 250 milliseconds. And often we write down our agenda for the day or our goals, but we miss the key part, which is how does my attention know when it's on track? How does it know those feedback cues to look for? So when you write down, you know, things like if I'm doing a presentation, for an example, I'll write down and um, I see myself walk into the room with confidence and I hear my voice be very, very clear. And I see the audience nod their heads. I give my presentation with clarity and confidence. I notice how the room is engaged and they take notes. These are all actual feedback cues that enables my attention then to relax, get out of fight or flight because it knows what to anticipate and actually flow effortlessly towards the direction that it wants to go. And this is what elite athletes use. It's called imagery scripting. Mm. And it's used by elite athletes in high performance sports to stay on track. You know, they literally play the game out over and over and over again in their heads. What you're doing is before your day starts, you're playing out the day your plan of the day. And then if your day starts to go off track, you have that opportunity to be like, okay, here's an opportunity. Do I shift direction or do I stay kind of like on track towards what I want to do? Rather than often um, we can write down our goals, you know, or our list of things that we want to do for the day. And we come back and we revisit them. And we're like, I, I didn't do any of that. Like what happened? Like how did I end up in that room with Janice, you know, working on her project when I was meant to be doing my own? So immediate feedback is a really, really great way. Just scripting out your day. Not the whole day can just be the things that are most important to you. It's a brilliant way to help keep those kind of dragons and distractions at bay. All about living in those, like live in the 24-hour blocks, you know, live in 24-hour blocks. And 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 that will and as if those 24-hour blocks align with what the future, like a desired outcome in the future is, you get there so much faster so much faster but with such more ease so yeah I mean I am such a huge advocate of flow and live in this way it's I I look back at how I did things before and how overwhelmed and frazzled and busy I was and I really felt like that made me important and successful and now I can achieve so much more in such a less amount of time and also feel that sense of happiness yeah. just by getting real clarity on what actually matters most. A beautiful place to be at and for, um, and I hope this, I, I'm, I'm sure this episode is going to give insights for people who are new to flow and for people who have an idea, there's a lot of actually nuggets here to take and we love to hear, uh, actually you can tag us, both me and Sarah, but for Sarah, people who want to contact you and, and really reach out, where can people find you? Yeah, the best place to find me is on Instagram, and that is at the power P O W E R to reinvent. My website is the power to reinvent.com. And if you're on LinkedIn, you can just search for me, Sarah Gregg. That's G R E G G. 
Perfect, perfect. So Sarah, before we sign off, I have a question for you, the, uh, the question of the episode, what does living in alignment mean to you? Ooh, that's a really great question. Living in alignment means, means being true to myself and my purpose. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Sarah, uh, you know, like we met maybe a few months ago and we, we were exchanging notes and actually you are the one who found me, which I'm thankful yeah. to meet you. It's an honor again. Thank you for your presence today, for sharing your expertise and knowledge. And I'd love to catch up uh, another time where we take this conversation into a deeper one. So thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've got something interesting to share, tag us in a post on Instagram or comment below. We'd love to hear about your takeaways. I'd be grateful if you head up to iTunes and give us a rating. Also, who do you know can benefit from today's episode? Pay it forward, share the link. Thanks for listening. This is Rada Khalifi signing off.